Transmitting high atop of Florida's peninsula at 108 feet. This is Alpha Mike, and you are listening to Raider Cop Podcast, episode 189. On today's episode, Guns, Now What? With my co-host, Kilo Sierra. We're going to talk about the nutty left and their proposal for a law that it looked like it came out of a cereal box and it looks like a cartoon. But as funny as it might sound, it's really serious because even a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. And we're concerned about it. How do you get in contact with us? It's easy. RaiderCop.com takes you to our website where you can hear all our podcasts. This is 189, so 189 podcasts. You can also go to our official website, RaiderCopNation.com. There you can see upcoming shows, archive shows, news, articles about us, and all that other good stuff that you're looking for. We're on social media but not the old social media, but the new one. And, of course, that's MeWe, Wimkin, Parlor, coming soon back to a theater near you. And Clut Hub, we're on there as well. We also currently still have our Facebook page. Not taking it off just yet because... Governor DeSantis, Mike DeSantis, love that governor, has put his foot on Facebook. And it might be worth watching. So we may keep the Facebook website of of the Raider Cop Nation. We might leave that up there. We'll let you know. As always, we look forward to your input on what we're doing. We're on Mondays, Wednesdays, Saturdays now. Mondays, Guns and Mafia. Two, two topics that everybody loves. Wednesdays, we do the Roll Call series. Everything that is law enforcement orientated. Basically, what, what affects law enforcement and the day-to-day operations. And then we round it up with Saturday with the Buccaneers series. And as we coordinate how to go swamp hunting and get those creatures out of there. And, of course, the powerful word of God. Can't build up training, training, training all day long and spiritual training you've never done. Not going to have much protection. So we encourage you to listen to everything that we've got out there. We... um. You know, with Kilo Sierra, we're going to be doing guns episode on Mondays. 
and uh, Wonder Woman are maybe coming up to bat on some programming down the road as well. A while back, I told you to keep the cop in prayer. He was um, uh, having issues with health-wise, but, um, you know, we still want you to keep him in prayer. But uh, he's not up to par yet to get on the mic, but soon enough we'll have uh, him back as well. And how can we forget the mighty, the, the master of masters of gunsmithing, Pistol Pete, the gunsmith. And if you got Uncle Joe's gun in you, You've, you've been looking at it in your safe all full of rust and saying, how, look at this thing. Not even with W40 can I fix this thing. No, you might not be able to, but I know who can. The man that I trusted my life with my whole career, and that is Pistol Pete the Gunsmith down in Miami. His information is down in the show notes. You can send it to him. <clears throat> the instructions on how to send a gun through FLLL dealers, and uh, he'll explain that, send that bad boy down to him, make it look brand new. You think it? he, he made it himself, and send that right back to you. Work of art, and here's the most important part about a pistol peak gun. When you press on the trigger, it goes bang, 100% guaranteed. That's the most important element. Today, episode 189, we are talking about guns. Now what? And that is about the proposition that the left have to strip every gun-toting American the gun right out of their hands. But we have something for them that we've always kept dear to us, and that's called the Constitution and the Second Amendment. We'll discuss that today. But before we head in that direction, you know and I know, it's time for the word of the week. We need to get spiritual buildup to attack what we're about to attack. Let's hit it. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Matthew twenty-eight nineteen. And as I said, on Saturdays, we do our programming here on The Word. It's twice a month, maybe a little bit more than the 15 minutes that we used to do probably 20, 25, 30, but uh, it will definitely encourage you, and uh, that's what we want to do. You got to get that spiritual training up. You got everything else. I got the gun. I got this. I got the defensive tactics. I know my statutes. I know my laws. I know how to get out of a mob. I know how to do all those things, but I got to know God, so that's what we do, and um, you can learn more about what I just read on uh, the Word series, and um, I encourage you. You can get it right here. It comes right out on Saturdays. All right, and the beauty about uh, podcasting, you don't have to hear it on Saturday. You hear it whenever you want. Kilo Sierra's his name. We haven't seen him in about 10 months. We're eager to hear him. We know that 
he's excited to come back. We're excited to have him. So um, why make it? Why make him wait in the in the phone booth any longer? It's time to bring out my co-host, my buddy, Kilo Sierra. Just like I promise, the return of the one and only, the man, the myth, the legend, Kilo Sierra, back in the studios. Welcome back, my friend. Wow, what a great introduction. Thank you, sir. That was wonderful. How are you? I am, going? I am great. We have missed you tremendous, tremendously. It's been 10 months. No, 10 crazy? months. So coronavirus has attacked our microphones. <laughs> it's just crazy i can't wait till this is all said and done so we can get back to normal again uh, me too i mean we took social distancing too serious on this uh, radio podcast we kept you at a <laughs> 10 months exactly. away but you're back you're back get ready to back to work yep now i have told the audience prior to your arrival that as soon as you come back we were going to discuss one of the things that you said, I was going to play the replay for you and all that. And I go, nah, I'm not going to be that serious. But there yeah. was some conversation about maybe doing a blog or your own yes. podcast. Ten months later, yeah. we're all ears. <laughs> well, um, like you said, COVID uh, was delayed for certain things here and there. But I am definitely seriously considering a podcast uh, regarding similar topics that we discussed now, uh, uh, gun control laws that are pending, just to have people aware, uh, keep people aware of what's coming. Also, my firearms training classes, or just firearms training in general, things to look for, things to improve on. Because um, I don't know about you, but me as an instructor, I am always looking for training myself. Yeah. And I, I am always, for, for, I am for, always a perpetual learner. So I think that uh, I'm going to try to bring up topics. Uh, discussions. Uh, it could be basic, the side alignment, side picture, trigger press, or it could be advanced training concepts, what to look for, what are you into. Uh, one of the things that, that I like to harp on a lot in training that a lot of places don't do is like low light fire, uh, uh, low light training. Uh, uh, that's one of my passions. Uh, so uh, there'll be topics like that. I'll talk about the pros and cons, what's important. And, and just to, to keep people, make people aware uh, of what the type of training that's out there and what should be focused on and what should be practiced because it, 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 if you don't practice enough, it's a perishable skill. Right. Right. It sure is. Well, we're, we're, I subscribed. You don't even have the site up already, but I've already subscribed <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of the listeners are too. Thank you. Thank you. Fantastic. Ooh. I can't wait to start. Hopefully by spring or uh, I'll, I'll, I'll have something rolling. I'll definitely, you'll be the first to know my friend. Well, I can tell you this. As soon as you do it and you start getting involved in doing research, development, and preparing for an episodes and you're overwhelmed, you go, what in the world was I thinking? 
But the satisfaction yes, yes. is that you get the information out there and you start seeing people are listening, and that makes uh, the enthusiasm much, much more. It grows and it turns into passion. So Sure, sure. It's, for me, it's so important for people to go and seek training. It, it's just so important because you want to make the best of it. Once you purchase a firearm, especially for the beginners, it's an investment. Uh, it's a long-term investment, not only in, in the actual physical firearm, obviously, but in how to use it properly and how to become efficient with it. Yes. And, and so it's a, it's a long-term investment that is, first of all, it's my passion, but it, it's something that people need to, to, to acquire. And uh, firearms training for me is, is crucial uh, to promote not only, you know, our, our gun safety, but our Second Amendment rights also. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. But today we're going to be talking about guns and specifically gun control. And we're going to be talking about the infamous bill presented by Representative Sheila Jackson Lee, yes. a.k.a. better known as the mental patient. <laughs> because some of the stuff that's on there is a little bit, you know, ludicrous. Extremely disturbing. Yes. It, it is, especially, um, I believe, and uh, I don't know what your opinion is, but I believe a lot of gun owners during the former administration dropped their their guard down thinking, we're safe, we're good. And yeah. now you're starting to see panic. Right, right. And unfortunately... I think this is just a, the first phase because uh, because of our current uh, political climate. It, this is just going to be, uh, I mean, of course, this H.R. 127 is just, just ludicrous to begin with. But uh, it's just a matter of not only at the federal level, but in my opinion, at the state levels as well, there's going to be a, a plethora of gun control or attempted gun control legislation that we're going to have to fight at a local, you know, municipal state levels. Yeah. And if you look at H.R. 127, and we're going to put uh, sh um, notes on the uh, show notes. Yes. You will see how crazy some of the stuff she's saying. And, uh, I mean, it, you would, it, it looks like it came right out of uh, the state of California or the state of New York, some of this stuff. It is scary. Uh, mandating registration of all firearms and ammunition across the country. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. it is. I mean, apparently she's never really looked at the Second Amendment. Oh, absolutely not. Some of these requirements are are just absolutely ludicrous. And, and in my in my personal opinion, I think it's going to be found as unconstitutional. Yeah, so do I. I mean, I, I saw a couple of uh, gun experts are saying that uh, this has uh, zero chances of passing. But. I'm, uh, I I would not feel that confident. Correct. And and the, the disturbing thing is, I mean, whether or not it has a sincere chance of passing, hopefully it doesn't. But my biggest concern is that with this, if you look at the totality of this bill, first of all, it's ludicrous, but that they're actually willing to put it on paper and attempting it anyway. Correct. And, and that, that, to me, that's a huge red flag where if they're willing to to, to pass this, it's, it's just going to be what's the next thing bill they're going to try to pass. And then the next bill they're going to try to pass. It's going to be we're going to be very active in promoting our Second Amendment rights in the next couple of years. Yeah. And, I, you know, of course, this is an amendment in the Constitution. So the threshold for Congress and the Senate is a lot higher. 
Correct. And uh, they also need uh, the states to ratify, I believe it's, I'm not sure right offhand, 36, I think, that have to ratify it as well. So there's somewhat of a little fat chance, but it's too close for comfort. Exactly. I mean, uh, no, exactly. It's just some of these, that's the problem. And these laws are, I mean, it's, it's ludicrous. Like for example, um, I have a law here about the, uh, under this bill, you would have to be 21, pass a background check, pass a psychological exam and have liability insurance. (laughs) I have to, I mean, that's just crazy. (laughs) And there's actually another part of the bill of, I haven't read the entire bill, but there's something there about um, they have to interview former spouses. Yes, yes, and that's part of the psyche. That's yeah, that's all part of the package. It said an evaluation is conducted in compliance with the standards that shall be established by the attorney general's office. So, but yeah, a part of part of that is that they have to interview your former spouses. It says as part of the psychological evaluation, the licensed psychological psychologist interviewed. Uh, Interview any spouse of any individual, any former spouse of the individual, and at least two other persons who are members of the family or of an associate of the individual to further determine the state of the mental, emotional, and the rational ability, sorry, stability of the individual in relations to firearms. Scary. So it's about being extremely subjective. Right. It's not only uh, subjective, uh, the other thing, it, it sounds complicated, which means it's going to take a long time. Sure, sure. It's going to increase the bureaucracy tenfold. Yeah. They'll be waiting 10 years to get a permission to have a gun. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which, is, and, and which is crazy. crazy. Yeah. yeah. And, and then the, the uh, where you have to not only indicate what farms you have, but indicate where you store them. As another part of the bill, and it's and that's public record. Anybody can see that. So now, not only do you know what guns I have, now I have to tell you where they're stored and how I store them. Exactly. Oh, look, Kilo has a Glock. Yeah, I need a yeah. Glock. <laughs> Glock 19. Okay, I think I'll swing by his house. Let yeah. me do some surveillance, find out when he's not around so I can break in and get it. Right. It's in his basement. It's here. That's other gun is in this in the garage. Is that what? It's it's absolute. I mean, it's, it's such an infringement of our of our rights. It's oh, yes. just it's unconscionable, yes. really. But you know what's going to be really, really sad are those lawmakers that are actually paying attention to it and giving it credence. That's Correct. the scary part. Correct. And it's, why, it's, it's our job um, to notify our congressmen, our senators. Uh, doesn't matter, Democrat, Republican, we need to send them... You know our, uh, our our opinion and our stance that that way they understand that we voted for them and we can vote them out. Mm-hmm. Yes, we, we need to let them know how we stand. Yeah, I think you make a very good point, a very interesting one. As gun owners, we can't stay silent. We yeah. have to, you know, communicate with our representative and say, "Hey, I support the Second Amendment, and you better support it too." Sure, we voted you in, and you have to represent your constituency. Yeah, and, and sometimes it's forgotten. Hey. So when it comes to bills like this that are absolute, I mean, obviously I'm pro Second Amendment, but this is one of those bills that, that is just insane. It's I, over I, the top. It, it really is. Over the, yes. But yeah. uh, I would not, and I, the, anybody with a brain would say, I'm not going to dismiss it either. 
Correct. Because the stars are somewhat aligned for them. And you never know. Even a blind squirrel gets a nut every once in a while, you know? <laughs> so. That's my concern. And my, my, else, my other, no, that's absolutely correct. It, it goes part and parcel. My main concern is that hopefully they don't go back and amend this bill and pass some of the parts of this bill through. Because this, this entire bill, I think, is ludicrous. However, my concern at this juncture is that they might try to trim, you know, quote unquote, trim the fat what they consider fat in this bill and try to pass a modified bill, which I still think is unacceptable. Correct. Correct. It's, it's the uh, throw feces on the wall theory and see what sticks. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And that's my, that's my actual concern because I don't, I mean, obviously it's just too close for comfort as you, as you said. However, I do not want an, an, a watered down amended version of this bill uh, to try to pass and, and, to make it more palatable for people who know nothing about the Second Amendment of firearms, and 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 an attempt to make it more palatable legally, which I just don't want that to happen because I think this entire bill is just lunacy. And our friends on the left, uh, the the Democrats, uh, they pulled some old ones that they've tried before, and uh, the the ban on uh, magazines no more than ten rounds that that's back up. Yes. As well as banning 50 caliber ammo. Yes. Uh, so uh, some of these they've tried before. And, you know, so it's throw that in the mix uh, also. Right. With some states has been successful, like New Jersey, for example, that you can have any magazines over 10 rounds of rifle rounds. And I think New York is the same way, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. I think it's right. 10 rounds. And I'm not sure if California is the same way. But but there are states that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness! I would yeah. bet if I was a betting man, I bet California. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and another another example of of of, of uh, firearms laws that are extreme it's lunacy is in New Jersey, uh, a retired officer cannot carry hollow points. Which uh, and I still don't understand the logic behind that. Neither do I. But the, yeah, so these are laws that don't make sense. However, they're still voted upon. And yeah, so as a retired officer in New Jersey, I'm not sure if any other state even has this this policy. So um, what are they carrying? I mean, full so metal carry, jacket? Yeah, no. Well, well, erroneously some do, which is wrong. But no, either the expanding full metal jacket, but federal used to make that ammo, but I'm not right. sure if they're making them anymore. Um, and the uh, Hornady, a critical defense, right, with the polymer filled hollow point. Right. So, uh, so, but that's what mainly that's what retired officers carry in New Jersey, which I think is just lunacy. Yeah, but, just the, but the sad part is it's also a bad habit to, because a, a lot of individuals will carry full metal jacket. That'll go right through a wall. Yep. Yep. You know, it yep. doesn't and stop. Exactly, yes. And, and that's the issue. Like every once in a while, I conduct retired officer qualifications. Um, and every once in a while, I'll see someone with target ammo and I tell them, hey, you know, you can't really, you know, I understand, but it's the only ammo I can get right now. But like, no, 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 you need to buy critical defense or expanding full metal jacket. Uh, because it's, it's, but it's because of the way the law is written. And, mm-hmm. and, and a real quick, another one in New Jersey, which is, this is a real, this is a real a, a good one, right? You can only have 10 round magazines. So civilians, when they have handguns, they can only buy 10 round magazines. Fine. However, if you're a retired law enforcement officer, you can only have 
a magazine up to 15 rounds if you qualify with that handgun. Mm. So what that means is that, let's say you have a Glock uh, of Beretta 92FS. Okay. Typically, they come with 15-round mags. Uh, civilians uh, can only have 10-round mags. Okay, that's fine. However, if you're a law enforcement officer, for you to even have the 15-round mag for that Beretta 92FS, you have to qualify with it. So you just can't own it as a gun for like you know for the range and have a 15-round mag. That's illegal. So if you have that 15-round mag for that gun, it's got to be in your qualification letter. Stipulated that you qualified with that gun with that serial number, and you are allowed to have that 15-round magazine. Yeah, crazy as well. Correct, correct. So the, uh, all these laws that don't make any sense, but that's why we have to always be on, you know, on our toes when we see any type of legislation that's trying to curve our Second Amendment rights. Right. To put it a little bit in perspective for the listener that might not really understand the particulars of what you said, it's like taking the your first driving uh, test, right? Mm-hmm. And... You did it in a 1960. Uh, no, I don't want to go that old. Uh, <laughs> a, a, a 2009 Chevy okay. Impala. Right. And you know you got to renew your license now, and they tell you no, you got to come back with the Chevy Impala that you took the test in order to to renew your license. Right. You know it's mm-hmm. it's asinine. Right. And the same thing if 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 we're talking about the 92. F Beretta, mm-hmm. uh, why would it have to be the same one? Same evolution, I you know, if 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 I get trained in this academy, or and they they, re, they recertify me, that why does it have to be the same one? And, yeah, no, right, right. It's just that so you so it, it's like you have to qualify with the so any gun in New Jersey for a retired law enforcement officer. Um, if it has over a 10 round mag, then in order for you to even possess that quote unquote high capacity magazine up to up to 15 rounds, you must qualify with it or else you fall under the civilian statute where you can only have the 10 round mag for whatever gun you own. Right. So it just, yeah, these, but like, like you said, it's these, these gun these laws are made by individuals who know nothing about firearms for the most part and who do not respect our second amendment rights at all. Right, and and you said that well, the, they don't respect us, and that's why they create this havoc. They know it's yes, stupid, uh, but they want us to jump through loops. Oh, you want a gun? This is all the stuff you have to do now. Sure, 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 absolutely. Taxes, they tax this. They want to tax this. They want to make extra licenses for this. It just does. It just doesn't stop. It just doesn't stop. Now, under uh, Representative Jackson Lee's great. Yeah. memoirs and HR 127, she throws in the big boys in this bill by uh-huh. mandating civil liability insurance for gun owners. Ching, ching. Yes. $800 a year. Yes. Which is going to be huge because $800 a year would be the introductional offer. Of course. Of course. It will and, go through the roof. Oh, Sure. And the 24, another mandate, the 20, mandatory 24 hours of firearms training. Yes, right, which is a, now, apparently she never has taken part in a gun course and doesn't know how <laughs> difficult it is to create a 24-hour course. Exactly, 
Exactly. So these are things. And the cost. And the cost. Oh, Oh, sure. I mean, you're not going to get that for (laughs) $19.99. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, come on in, 24-hour course. Yeah, sure. Okay. A 24-hour course costs some big bucks. Exactly. So that's another method of, it's another ploy, if you will, of indirectly or directly, however you want to construe it as, making it cost more cost prohibitive, right? For, for the individual, uh, and and it's it's just it's it's disgusting, really. I, I'm I'm appalled by this bill, and I, I and I typically don't get moved like this, but this this when I first saw this, I was absolutely appalled. Yeah, and nothing happens by coincidence in Congress. The, she was picked to do this. She was given the assignment. It's all very tactically being done. They know that there's a hit or miss on a lot of things. Sure. That's what's concerning because we have people that have no spine, no backbone at all to defend the Second Amendment when it's time that we need that defense. Correct. And and that's the scary part. Correct. So where do you think the states are going to kind of – it really, it would probably um, come down to what state you live in. Right. I, what, what I think is going to happen is that one of the, I think one of the major reasons why this bill will probably fail is be, is because of 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 uh, you know the states' rights, where the states are going to be like, no, we 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 have the authority to impose our laws, and this is what we're, what's going to happen. So I think a lot of states. Are not going to agree with these with these laws, so that's why I think they're gonna. One of their biggest hurdles is going to be, uh, where, where you're not going to tell certain states that are very gun friendly, uh, you're not going to try to shove this bill down their throats because they're not going to stand for it. No, this is not going to happen. Yeah, I, I think there's a there's a hidden carrot here, though. Again, we spoke about uh, throw feces on the wall and see what sticks. Correct. Correct. And I think what they're trying to really get a hook in here is to uh, strengthen the Department of Justice through the mental ill indicators or the psychological evaluations. And basically, it, that would handicap a lot of people as well, because just on an accusation, oh, he's crazy, you know, he's he's not wrapped too tight, and all of a sudden they take confiscating your guns. Yes. And yes. I think that uh, they know it's ludicrous. It's a way, way big overreach what they're trying to do, but I think there are some gems that they're trying to at least get, like you said, and that's the scary part. We don't know what their sinister plot really is. Oh sure, this is only the beginning. This is this is like uh, there's something more that's involved that we're not seeing yet. That's a like it's a hidden agenda. Yeah. Where I think I think they're trying to they're trying to put feelers out to see what they can get away with, and whatever they get away with, now they're gonna be like, okay, what's our next step, and what's our next step? So it, this might be an all or nothing uh, attempt right now, which would probably fall on their face. But if they get something passed, or, or if they get some political ears to pay attention, and, uh, and then, okay, well, we didn't get away with this, but let's try this angle. If not, then let's try that angle. So little by little, they're going to encroach on our personal freedoms. And also, uh, President Biden has made mention uh, through his administration that they're also thinking about taxing guns 
ammo, magazines, all that stuff at $200 pops, mm -hmm. which is totally ludicrous also to tax the hell out of us. Mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah, sure. So taxation is another one. Uh, taxing am uh, ammunition. Yeah. Uh, taxing for, for those that have permits to carry or taxing that, taxing anything firearms related. Uh, also, you have to be careful with uh, there's certain states that you can't even uh, have firearms uh, insurance or, or, or self-defense insurance where they yeah. prohibited that. Mm -hmm. uh, if, if any type of economic uh, angle they're going to use against us, whether it's taxation, whether it's not allowing insurance, whether it's addressing and accepting some of this legal litigation as well, that's totally frivolous, uh, as another one where, you know, certain firearms manufacturers have been severely hurt because of lawsuits that, in my opinion, were totally unfair. Right. Of course. Of course. They're totally unfair. But these are things that they're going to literally sit down and try any type of legal angle and, and they're not, they're not going to stop. And that's why we have to be really uh, more attuned, more aggressive and, 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 and notify our representatives. Hey, we're not going to stand for it. This is this is unacceptable. And, and, and it, it's it, the thing is, this one's right in your face. But more often than not, the, the, some of the laws they try to pass are more subtle. Exactly. Exactly. We have to pay attention to both. Yeah. No, we, we've got to have our head on a swivel and we've got to be paying attention with a close, close eye, because um, they're they're going in for the kill. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Because in their in the their eyes, in the, the left side, that they're everything's in their favor right now because because of, of the political climate. But we still have other individuals that are um, that are pro gun, so we do have a chance of fighting this this onslaught that's coming. Yeah, uh, I mean. A lot of it is an overreach on their end, sure. which is the sure. good part. But it also tells me that you have the ability to um, at least put a handle on it. And that's what's scary. Right. You know, the, right. the Second Amendment tells us there shall be no law regulating. And, and the, right. they're, they're coming up with the feces on the wall trick. Yeah. In my opinion, it's like a political litmus test. It's like, okay, we'll, we'll see. Well, how does the public, whether or not they pass it, they're going to keep their eyes on. Okay, how how do the uh, how are our representatives? How do they react to this bill? What was their reaction? Yes. What was the yeah, what was the public's reaction? So they're going to take they're going to sit back and whether or not it passes, hopefully it won't, obviously. But even if it doesn't pass, they're going to they're going to look and say, okay, what did what did we stir the pot? What were the reactions? Were yeah. there was a, were there were there a lot of uh, people that might have supported it? And they're going to come at maybe they're going to modify the bill and come out with something else that's not as crazy. So, so that's why this is something that we we have to pay attention to because this is this is bluntly insane. But I think their point might be to uh, analyze what the reactions are. Yeah, excellent point uh, you, you you're making. Again, if you're listening to us, we're talking about uh, Representative Jackson uh, Sheila Jackson Lee's bill that uh, is going to be presented sometime this year. And um, it, it looks crazy, preposterous. But as I said earlier, even a blind squirrel gets a nut every once in a while. Right. So we got to keep our eye on this. Oh, yeah. What, what um, 
what what do you say? And we'll close with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, is is the outcome on our gun manufacturers in this country? You know, to 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 basically assemble a gun in this country, you need to have a plant here. So Glock has to, you know, assemble their guns here, and Beretta and everybody else. They right. So, well, how how bad do you think the bullying is going to go down with the manufacturers? Well, they have to be careful with the with the lawsuits. That's number one, because a, a lot of manufacturers like uh, are, are moving to gun friendly states. Um, I think who's the yep. uh, there was one manufacturer I can't remember that that's that's moving the, uh, their, their their gun company. I'm not sure who it was, but uh, so it's going to come down to the state level and, and who's less yep. uh, who's less intrusive. However, they have to be careful with the the, the lawsuits. Like what happened with Remington, you know, uh, with, with that issue, uh, they have to be careful with lawsuits because they uh, you want to it's on the, on the federal circuit court level. Okay, what lawsuits are they going to uh, entertain? And and that's where a lot of companies can go bankrupt. Yeah, I believe I believe Remington they just got sold and purchased by uh, private investors, and I think they're moving. Yes, they are, and, and and a lot of other companies bought out some of their because Remington had a lot of uh, uh I, I, like other gun companies bought some of the, like like somebody bought their ammunition, yeah. Someone also bought some of their gun lines. Like they, they were actually divided up in different investors and in different other companies. Uh, but but that's the the issue there. Uh, when it comes to gun manufacturing, they ha- they're going to have to pick states that are much more gun friendly, right? Then, so that that'll help tremendously. However, on a federal level. They just have to watch out with the uh, the frivolous lawsuits that can happen, uh, trying to attribute firearms to everything. Where it's, it, instead of the individual committing the crime, they're trying to bring the firearm for the crime, and 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 that's a huge issue because that cannot happen. You cannot. Uh, that's like if someone, if if someone, it's unfortunate, but it's as if someone uh, killed somebody in a drunk driving accident, and they're trying to sue the manufacturer of the liquor that the drunk driver drank. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You know, it's just that's what we have to stop. Yeah, and and, and that's at the fed. A lot of times, it, that's at the federal level. With yeah, the federal exactly. exactly. Right. Well, we 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 hope that uh, we gave you some understanding of this crazy bill that's coming our way. And if you want to support what we said, contact your local representative. And tell yes, them, please. hey, yes. I am pro Second Amendment. Don't mess with my gun. Yes, please. They and, need to know we're out there. They need to know that we're voting. That we voted them in, and we can vote them out. Yeah, it's a God-given right to defend your life, and uh, no politician should be in the way of that. And of right. course, these laws uh, are trying to be uh, created by people that have armed security around them at all times. Of course, you of know. Course. So the, the top of the hypocrisy chain, there they are. And uh, it's our God-given right, and we shouldn't just lay down. That's right. We should that's fight. Right. That's right. That's why we're, we're in this beautiful country of ours. And that's why we have the, 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 the Bill of Rights is, not, is the rights of the individuals on a collective right. Exactly. My friend, as always, it is our pleasure to have you on this show. You always give us the gospel truth on anything gun related so we thank you thank you so much for having me it's always a pleasure well till next time my friend you got it
we are very blessed to have Kilo Sierra come out on this show today. And I'm glad we had this conversation. I'm glad you were part of this conversation because this is the beginning of the attack from the left on the Second Amendment. And like I said, a God-given right that we all have to protect one's life and the life of those that are close to us, our loved ones. And they can't wait to pry those guns out of our hands. And that's why it, it becomes so offensive. So I'm glad Kilo Sierra came out with, uh, came on the show and we talked about it. Uh, we will be posting on the show notes a, a page from the Gun Owners of America. Once you click on it, it takes you to your representatives. And basically, it calls uh, simple form you fill out. You, know, you put your name on it and all that. Go straight to your representative. The more, the merrier. You know, we clog their emails with 5 million leave my gun alone emails or concerns. They'll get the message. Because uh, ultimately, that's what these politicians, all they know is numbers. It's a numbers game with them. And... Uh, Big numbers scare them. In closing, to me, the most concerning aspect of this podcast was here we are, two Americans, myself and Kilo Sierra, retired law enforcement. We were both firearms instructors in law enforcement, and Kilo now continues to practice that trade of firearm instructor. And you hear us talking, it, it sounded like we were in uh, communist China or we were in uh, Cuba or something. It's disturbing that the representatives that we sent to Congress live for the simple fact to making our life miserable. That is sad, but that is the state of affairs that we find ourselves today in what I like to call the Bolshevik states of woke. And it, it, will, it will be a difficult four years, nothing that we can't handle. We continue to create our Hardy's list on Radio Cop Nation. There it's a community of people and businesses that you can trust, products that you will need uh, for your um, survival of these four years, I like to say. So uh, it's very important. Okay, what's up next? Episode 190, Coffee with a Cop. Did it work? We're going to examine that program that the police departments around America instituted several years ago, go to your neighborhood coffee shop and have coffee with a cop. It was to have amends with the community in law enforcement. Well, I don't know what you witnessed, but I know what I witnessed during the summer. That cup of coffee wasn't strong enough, and we're going to discuss that February 10th, episode 190, 
coffee with a cup. Did it work? As always, it is my honor and pleasure to be your host on Raider Cop Podcast. Continue to pray for yourself because without you in the game, we have nothing. Continue to pray for your family, your community, the law enforcement agencies that serve you, and most importantly, for the United States of America. This is Alpha Mike, and I'm out.